everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining and Merry Christmas. I am in the podcast studio with one of our Watermark students, Campbell Hinky. Hi. Campbell, I'm so glad you're here. You are in the ninth grade? Yes. And you play? Soccer. Soccer. And I think you are one of the bravest ninth grade <laughs> soccer players I know because you came in here to talk about Revelation 15 and 16. Yes. Which I imagine, what, what went through your head when you caught that email? Um, I was first in shock, but then I was like, well, I had to read Revelation, and I was like, oh, what am I getting myself into? <laughs> yeah. And then I read through it a few times, and I felt a little bit better about what I was getting into. I love it. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Before we jump in, though, I want to know, I mean, we just met today. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you came to know the Lord and, and what you're up to these days. Okay, so I grew up, and I've always gone to Watermark. Like, my parents met at Watermark. I've gone there my entire life. But I never really, like, fully trusted in God until maybe around sixth grade when I started going to Wake, and that, like, really talked to me and, like, encouraged me. And then I started reading my Bible a lot more than I had in the past and got a really good habit of doing that. And then last year, I got baptized and am living my life for Him. I love it. I love it. The rest is history. Mm-hmm. Where Do you serve around here? Uh, yes, I serve um, in Watermark Production for K1 Race. No way. Mm-hmm. So you run the lights or the slides? With? Yes. Okay, sweet. I love that. Um, I say we just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Does that sound good? Yep. Okay. Revelation fifteen sixteen. Give us an overview. What are we looking at? Okay, so chapter 15 is really just leading up to 16, um, talking about what John sees, because this is like his vision of what will happen when Jesus comes back. And this is what he heard and saw. So there's seven angels with seven bowls of God's wrath. Um, the first angel pours pours um, his bowl on earth, and this affects the people. The second angel pours on the ocean, and everything in the sea is dying. The third angel pours on the rivers, and the drinkable water becomes undrinkable. The fourth and fifth angels pour on the sun and the throne of the beast and um, make no more light. The sixth angel pours on the ri- the great river Euphrates, which dried up all the water. The seventh angel poured on the air, destroying all life that's left. And then, so this is the third time that we've seen seven. Uh, seven seals in Revelations 6, seven trumpets in Revelations 8, 6, and this is the seven bowls in Revelations 16. I love it. Okay. So let me ask you this. One, Merry Christmas. I mean, what a story with all these bowls of wrath. <laughs> what are the the main points? When I think about reading the Bible, when I when many scholars talk about reading the Bible, studying the Bible, and making observations, and then drawing takeaways, you know, which mm-hmm. we'd usually say, like, what do you take away from this passage? I'm like, I take away that there's a lot of wrath going yes. on. Uh, but a good observation question is, what is this? What is Revelation in 1516 teach me about God or people? I had four main points. The first one, the wrath of God is real and it is just. The second, you can't have love without the ability for wrath. The third, no one is under the wrath of God except those who choose to be. And fourth, the wrath of God will eventually be finished forever, as shown in Revelations 15.1 and 16.17. So good. Let's say them again. 
Okay. People are listening. They're in the car. They're on the road. Okay. Hit, hit us with it one more time. Um, the four main points are the wrath of God is real. And the is, wrath of God's real. And it's just. Okay. It's just. It's fair. Yes. Number two. The second one is you can't have love without the ability for wrath. Hmm. It's good. Yes. The third one is no one is under the wrath of God except those who choose to be. Saying that, like, those who are under God's wrath have turned him away. They have had the chance to lead a life with God, but they chose not to be, and so they're under his wrath. And then the fourth is the wrath of God will eventually be finished forever. It's good. So God's wrath is real, and it's just. It's fair. Yes. You can't have real love without the opposite, the wrath. Those who are under God's wrath choose to be there, and this wrath will ultimately be satisfied. It will find its end. Yes. All right. What do we do with that? What are, what are When we move from these principles to application, how do we live differently in light of those four truths? Um, I feel like this should motivate us to, one, like, share the gospel with others because obviously no one wants to be under this wrath. Yeah. And sharing it with others will deliver them from it and bring them closer to God. That's good. What um, I know you came in with some questions. Yes. Read those off for us. Um, the first one, are you living out of confidence that God sees you, knows you, and loves you? Are you living out of confidence that God sees you, knows you, loves you? All right. Yeah. Why don't you answer that one for us? Okay. Are you living out of the confidence that God sees you, knows you, and loves you? Are you? What would you say? Um, I feel like sometimes I can be by, like, reading my Bible and, like, when I get into struggles, I look to Him and know that He has an eternal plan for me, while others, like, sometimes in the moment I may not, and I'll just, like, look to my own strengths when really I should be looking to His. Hmm. And you—that's real. Like, sometimes that's a lot easier said than done. Yes. Uh, I think that's an, a very astute, interesting, mm-hmm. um, intelligent application question from these two chapters, because when we think about God's wrath, we often get consumed by this idea of how could God do these mean things. Mm -hmm. But what you've highlighted is the flip side to that coin. Because we are in Christ, God's wrath actually shows us just how much he loves us, that we're escaping Mm -hmm. this punishment. And so um, that question of, am I living out of this reality, is a great reminder. What are the other questions? You had three? Yes. Yes. The second one was, what does God's wrath mean for you and others? And then the third one is, what do you think of God pouring out his wrath on people, and is God just? Mm, Is God just? What would you say? I would say that he is because he gave everyone the chance to follow him and follow his plan, but some have just chosen not to follow and not to accept his free gift of grace. Campbell— you're exactly right. It reminds me, the, the first verse that came to mind, kind of a random one, uh, Luke 13, verse 34, where Jesus says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood or her, her chicks, her baby chicks under her wings, and you were not willing. And it's just this picture of Jesus going to the Jewish people, to the Israelites, and saying, come to me, like, I, I want to care for you, and they weren't willing. Or for Gentiles today, Second Peter 3, 9, 
the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And that's such an anchoring reminder of, of God's heart, that, that he's fair and he's for us. Like he wants us, he wants us to come to him. So, so good, Campbell. We got to wrap up. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I had one really good point that if bad things do happen, it doesn't mean that you're under God's wrath. Hmm. That's a great that's a great point because we could look at this chapter, these two chapters and say, "Oh, my observation is God is a God of wrath." But we're talking about a specific future moment in time when we'll have the second Christmas leading up to Jesus returning to this earth. In the meantime, we might be asking, "What does God's wrath look like today?" And you're saying, hey, just because something bad has happened does not mean that you're under under God's wrath. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's true. Thank you for being here. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.